Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Gabe, in this episode, we are continuing to talk about the command of Christ, fear not. Before we get into explaining more of how this command not only applies to us, but also some practical tools of how to um, use it in our lives, let me go ahead and read the verse where we get our command from. That's found in Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 28, where Jesus says, and he's speaking specifically to his disciples, he says, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And I think as we look at this command, it's important to see, obviously, context is important. And so when we, when we look at this in context, we know that part of what it's speaking of here in the fear not is to not fear persecution, to not fear suffering for the sake of the Lord, to not fear um, what men can do to us, mm-hmm. right? But I think if we look at the broader also application throughout Scripture, we see that 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 over and over and over and over and over and over in the word of God, we are commanded not to fear, not to worry, not to walk in anxiety, but to trust the Lord, to walk in faith. And so, but the question is why? Like what enables us to not walk in fear? Because in the flesh, just your average person walking in the flesh, fear is the natural response to things. So how do we walk in faith? What enables us to walk in faith and to not walk in fear, even when we walk through situations or experiences that normally would cause fear. Right. And I think we find the answer in this, because over and over and over in Scripture, when we are told not to fear, there's something else repeated, the reason. And the reason given for us not fearing, us not walking in fear, us as believers not walking in fear, is because the Lord is with us. Amen. I, 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 an amazing um, example of this in Scripture, amazing um, place where this is shared in Scripture, is Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Where it says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And here it is. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And so there it is. Remember, fear not them which kill the body, right? Mm -hmm. Fear not what man can do unto you. Mm -hmm. But the reason here in Hebrews that he says, I will not fear is because right before that he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What a promise. That's right. And so because God has promised he'll never leave us or forsake us, Mm -hmm. because he has promised he's with us and he Mm -hmm. is our helper, then that is why we do not fear, is because the Lord is with us. Right. And when you realize, when we have a right view of who God is, and we realize who he is and his majesty and his grandeur and his power, that he's almighty and he's all-powerful and he is with us, why would we ever fear anything? That's right. You know, fear... When, when we look at our circumstances and the things around us, fear seems like the normal response. But when we lift our eyes off ourselves and we place them on our all-powerful God who loves us and cares for us, fear seems almost irrational. And what I mean by that is, is that with God who's all-powerful and in control and almighty, what am I doing walking in fear? Right. It's kind of like, Gabe, if we truly believed the word of God that says he's all-powerful, almighty, all-able, then why would we? you know, fear. We wouldn't fear if we truly believed what the Word of God says. And so as we get into the Word and we realize who our God is, Mm -hmm. and we realize how faithful He is and how powerful He is, 
it dispels fear. And we realize not only is he all powerful, not only is he almighty, but he is with us. That's right. You know, as his children. It says in Isaiah 41.10, fear, fear thou not, but then he gives why? For I am with thee. Mm-hmm. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's Isaiah wow. 41.10. That'd be a really good verse if, if, if um, you're struggling with fear to take that verse and just to engraft it into your soul that he is with us, that he will help us, that he will, that, that as his children, that he has promised that if you're a believer in Jesus, that he will be with you, that you do not need to be dismayed, that he will strengthen you and he will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. You just took some of the thoughts out of my mind, Gabe. Literally, when you were reading that, I was thinking, that would be a good one to memorize. And so many of these would. How about this one? And another good one, another very familiar one, but we, we're so familiar with it, we can miss the, 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 this aspect of it. Psalm 23, one of the most well-known psalms in the whole Bible that talks about the Lord being our shepherd. But listen to what it says. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, not, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. There it is again. The reason you don't fear evil, the reason you don't fear what man can do unto you, mm-hmm. is because God is with you. Amen. Um, in Psalm 118, 6, the Lord is on my side, I will not fear. Mm-hmm. What can man do unto me? And honestly, if God be for us, then who could be against us? And so I think the recognition that God is with us, that, that, that as believers in Jesus, that we have the privilege of walking in an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, and He is mm-hmm. with us, the, that realization that He'll never leave us or forsake us does more to dispel fear in our life than just about anything else. Gabe, and that's that's the promise that we have as believers. If, say, one of our listeners is not a believer, you know, one of the natural fillers of that void of of them needing a relationship with God is fear. Is because they don't, you know, it's God intended us for a relationship with him. God intended us to be dependent upon him. And when he is living within us, a natural result of that is faith, is boldness, is a lack of fear. But say, you know, someone does not have a relationship with the Lord, one of the one of the very first places they need to start, the very first place they need to start is accepting Christ as their personal Lord and Savior because, you know, it's only until we submit to him and surrender and yield our lives over, putting our faith and trust in Jesus, that we can actually experience the peace that passes all understanding and not just experience it, but that peace as a person being being really the Holy Spirit moves into our heart, moves into our being and starts to grow faith in a lot of ways in us, which enables us. It's like a shield. To, to stop the fiery darts of the enemy, to stop the lies, to stop the attacks, to stop the torments. It's having that relationship with the Lord. That's really the foundation. And what you're saying is so good. And obviously the first step to freedom from fear is putting our faith and trust in Jesus yes. as our Lord and Savior, right? right? But then after someone is saved, as a believer, as a Christian, we can still struggle with feelings of fear. We still can. And I think that we have that choice of whether or not we'll give into the fear and anxiety mm-hmm. or whether we'll turn to the Lord in faith mm-hmm. um, and trust him right in the midst of whatever the difficulty of the trial is. Right. So going forward here, what would be a practical way that we could continue in faith as a believer, not giving in to the lies of the enemy, which produces fear? And 
it's really interesting, Gabe, because if you do a study throughout the Word of God, I I was blown away when I was in Bible school. One of the requirements we had was basically to write a, a commentary on pretty much the whole the whole Bible. And as I was working through the Bible, I was amazed at how many times in Scripture that the term fearing God and keeping his commandments showed up and they were just paired. Um, And the reason why I feel like that's significant is that that word keep in is the majority of the time is basically the idea of guarding or treasuring. And, and, And the picture I get here is, is that as someone treasures the word of God in their heart, which is truth, it's like, that gives them the ability to fear the Lord and not fear man. Mm-hmm. In fact, here's a practical example that I really like. Um, this shows, shows up multiple times in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, it's Deuteronomy 4, and I'm going to read verses 5 through 10. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land, whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say surely this is a great nation or surely this great nation is is a wise and understanding people for what nation is there so great who hath god so nigh gabe that goes back to what you were just sharing is the nearness of god God, their God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 says, And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I have set before you this day? Verse 9 says, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. Gabe, I feel like that is a great cause for fear, for an unhealthy fear, is when we begin to forget the truths of the Word of God. When we forgin, when we begin to forget the works of God, fear can easily creep in. It says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons, and thy son's sons, and especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words. And notice this next phrase, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Gabe, there's other portions of scripture um, later on in Deuteronomy chapter 17 um, to the, the kings of Israel were required. One of the requirements for the kings of Israel was to write a copy of the law of God to copy the law. And one of the purpose was in this, you can find this in Deuteronomy 17, 19 through 20 was that they would learn to fear God and then even further on in Deuteronomy 31, um, 
And I'll read this. This is verses 12 through 13. It says, gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law. And then verse 13, and then, and that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as ye live in the land whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. So I guess what I'm bringing out with all these passages, Gabe, is that a very practical hands-on tool, if we want to learn how to fear God, Gabe, I feel like one of the most important ways, if not the most important way, that we learn to fear God is by treasuring up his word in our heart, saturating our lives, and specifically on things like the verses that you just shared. And I think what's so good about that, what I think is amazing about what you're saying, Nate, that's so profound, is that, you know, we talked about how with this command that we're, we're dealing with in these episodes is it's actually two commands. Right. One is to fear not them which kill the body, right? And the other one mm-hmm. is but fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body and hell. So it's talking about not fearing man but about mm-hmm. fearing god that's right well we know that in many ways the opposite of fear is faith and so when we when we the, the way that we don't walk in the fear of man is we need our faith to be strengthened well, right. how's our faith strengthened scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's right and then how do we walk in the fear of the lord where you were pointing out from the scripture that in many ways as we saturate our life in the word of god we gain a right view of who god is and we start to walk in the fear of the lord and walk in in his ways and so both what frees us from the fear of man and gives us a proper fear of God is both spending time in the word of God. Isn't that amazing? Because as we spend time to <laughs> it's him, a two and get one. To, yes, as we spend time with him and as he spent, we spend time in his word, he reveals us who he really That's is. Right. And that transforms us. The other thing I think it's important to see here in dealing with fear, Nate, is we're talking about kind of the real practical hands on things is oftentimes what we fear when we talk about fearing what men can do into us is it's one huge freedom from, from fear of man is when we give our reputation and our possessions to God. Mm-hmm. You know, Scripture even says of Jesus in Philippians, it said he made himself of no reputation. Right. And obviously Jesus is our ultimate example. Mm-hmm. And so when we give our reputation to God, when we yield our rights to God, it's like we can really begin to walk free from fear because it's been given over to God. So mm-hmm. if someone attacks our reputation or they attack, you know, our, 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 our whatever it may be, that may come against us. It's like, I've given that to the Lord. Right. And when we yield our rights to the Lord and we are, our reputation is surrendered to the Lord, then it's not that they're attacking us, right? It's like, we've given that over to the Lord. Right. And it's like, how can you get upset about something that you've given away? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's being attacked or, you know, really, that's not your responsibility. It's God's. And I think when we give our reputation to God and our rights to the Lord, we experience a freedom from fear because now do. it's in his hands instead of ours. And that's, that's right. the place of freedom from fear. That's exactly right. And Gabe, as we kind of wrap up this episode, um, a good example of that is found in Philippians 3, 7 through 8. Um, it says, but what things are were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss. Why? For the excellency of the knowledge or knowing of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And I think, you know, Paul was able to say that because he understood his identity, not only his identity in Christ, but he understood who his heavenly father was. And 
what his heavenly father had in store for him. And so he was able to be okay with losing his reputation, losing the things he owned, whatever it was that he lost, he was okay with that. And I think that when we look at the example of Jesus in this, this is so powerful because, you know, Jesus said in John 15, if the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated right. you. And talks about if you were of the world, the world would love its own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Mm -hmm. So we need to see that the reason we are hated, the reason scripture says all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm -hmm. The reason we're hated and the reason we suffer persecution as a believer should be for the sake of Jesus. And That's because... Right. Um, they hated Jesus, they hate us as his followers, mm -hmm. but how do we respond? We respond in love. And one profound thing that I think that as we, that helps us in seeing this, because in context of this verse, it's saying, in fear not, it's specifically, it's fear not what man can do to you. In other That's words, right. don't fear the persecution and the suffering exactly. you're going to face because God is with you. That's right. Right? And so I think it's important to see, even in John 15, where Jesus says, if the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you, you know, and that could be the fear of what is man going to do to me because man hates me because I'm a follower of Jesus. You know what Jesus says after that, as you go into John 16, he says these things, basically he says, I've told you these things, I'm paraphrasing here, that you would not be offended. That's right. And obviously we could say, well, part of that is we shouldn't get bitter or be surprised when these things come. But that word offended, I look it up and part of the meaning is to trip up. And so he's saying, in other words, you're going to be hated, you're going to face these trials and these difficulties. And I've told you this, so mm -hmm. when it comes, it wouldn't trip you up. That's right. And how God does not want us to allow these things to trip us up. How do they trip us up? Well, I think part of it is when we start walking in fear and anxiety and we start focusing on ourselves and our own reputation and our own things and what's right. happening and what God wants us to do instead of walking in fear and focusing on ourselves and allowing that to trip us up in mm -hmm. our walk with God, we have to lift our eyes off of that. Place them on mm -hmm. Jesus. Rejoice in the midst of trials and mm -hmm. persecution. Realize that he is with us and be delivered from fear. Right. And I think part of that tripping up too, Gabe, is that as we do enter, especially for a, a new believer entering into a relationship with the Lord, there's going to be pressures they're going to face. They're going to have to give up certain things, and God's going to want to be Lord in every area of their life. Well, they're going to start feeling the pressures and, and if you will, the fears of losing or, or surrendering and yielding certain things to the Lord. And it's almost like the Lord is saying, don't let that trip you up, you know, but keep in mind the prize. Keep in mind the relationship that we can have just like a child has with his father that's a relationship one of trust and that the father knows what is best mm -hmm. for the child and is doing everything and is going to take care of that child and do everything within his power to to um basically prosper that child in in the view of what is best from the father and so for our listeners um we touched on a few things of how we can practically apply this command. And I hope that it's been a blessing. In our next episode, we're going to wrap up this command, hopefully share maybe some practical examples in scripture, but also in history, as well as give some final concluding thoughts of how we can apply this command to our lives. So we hope that you join us then and that you're encouraged through these episodes. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.